Hey everyone! Before you get into today's podcast, I wanted to share some great news with you. We are extending registrations for three of the schools that are run by the Nest. Those three schools are Hakan Ivory, which is the Hebrew arm of the Nest, Remnant Rising, which is aimed at our youth, and the Realm Dimensional School of Worship. We're extending these till the 30th of September, and all prices have been dropped by $200 for this year only. We do hope you'll take advantage of this extension and register before the 30th. Go to www.thefoundationnest.com. We look forward to welcoming you soon. Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to Origin Gates Daily Podcast called Wisdom Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston and I'm very honored to share this insight of the day. Today I want to talk to you about the long blast. And for a few weeks now, Oracle Trey Wright, uh, who is a good friend of mine here at Gates of Zion in Mobile, Alabama, um, has been making a declaration that he believes that we are in um, the seventh day and we're in the seventh trip to release that shout as if it were into the walls of Jericho, that there was not an actual battle that was fought. However, Joshua and the Israelites were were basically under the command um, to just simply obey the word of Yahweh on their behalf. And then through their obedience, I believe that their intention um, is what went before them to help prepare the victory for them. And so before we jump into that, I just want to be completely honest with you. I feel like sometimes I get in such a hurry to get to the next thing um, that is available that I don't fully take away everything that I need to know about what is available to me right now. And I know that this is a really weird comparison, um, but it is. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the difference between the way that my two oldest boys eat chicken legs. Um, here in South Alabama, we love fried chicken, grilled chicken, smoked chicken, um, any kind of chicken. We, we eat it many different ways. We don't discriminate. Um, but, but we like the legs just because the meat is pretty accessible. And, um, and so whenever Eli, my oldest son, gets a chicken leg, he puts like all the sides on his plate. He puts the chicken on there and then he adds a biscuit. And so when he eats the easy part of the meat, he puts down the bone and he focuses on the rest of his food that's made available. But whenever Eber eats a chicken leg, that is the only thing he wants on his plate until he finishes it. I mean, my man will eat everything but the bone until it is as clean as a whistle. And so I feel like what Yahweh is saying to us now is, how about you finish what you've got? Before we add on all these things, let us be found faithful over the things that he has given us, um, that he has placed into our possession, that we may be faithful over those things, embrace the fullness of the revelation that's made available, and then we go into the next thing. So I want to talk about this this story found in Joshua chapter 6. And in immediately, 
immediately this story came to mind years ago when I first heard Sir Ian Clayton release the revelation about intention and what intention is and how it works on our behalf. So after the Israelites were delivered out of Egypt, they essentially chose to measure whether Yahweh would do what he said he would do or they would just trust in him. And so they sent spies into Canaan and they came back with a report that although the land was everything that Yahweh said that it was to be, there were also giants in the land. And I think it's time for you and I to get rid of the also's in our lives that ultimately prevent us from possessing the promises that Yahweh has prepared for us. And I'm talking about the things that Yahweh has equipped us to overcome, but we may have more confidence in their ability to win than in our own. So throughout the book of Joshua, we see many events of Yahweh fulfilling his word unto Joshua and the Israelites. And it is extremely fascinating to me how Yahweh shows himself faithful time and time again. So let's look at this passage in Joshua chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand and its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets, and it shall come to pass when they make the long blast, the long blast, with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. So let's stop and look at a few things here. First, we see that Jericho was not made available for anyone to just jump in and possess it. It was securely shut up. Jericho resolves Israel shall not be its master. It shut itself up, being strongly fortified by both art and nature. So thus they were foolish. Their hearts were hardened to destruction. The miserable case of all that strengthen themselves against Almighty Yahweh. So Yahweh resolves that Israel shall be its master, and that would happen quickly. But this is fascinating to me that no warlike preparations were to be made. By the uncommon method of besieging the city, Yahweh honored the ark as the symbol of his presence and showed that all the victories were from him. The faith and the patience of the people were both proven and increased. So let's take a a quick count of how many times the children of Israel Circle Jericho. Verse 3 says, You shall go around the city once for six days. And I believe the witness of the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horn um, were a witness of Zion and the tools that were made available. So on the seventh day, they were instructed to march seven times and activate the tools in which they carried. Verse 5 says that the priest shall blow the trumpet.
habits. Here's the thing that gets me, and this is what I want to talk about today, is the long blast. To me, the long blast is the representation of what I've heard a good friend of mine, Oracle Elijah Ward, introduce as the inflection point. This is essentially a turning point, and in business, it represents a time of significant change. So back to the number of 13 times. The the 13th letter in the Hebrew alphabet is Mem, and Mem is a representation of chaos, frequency, the source of the supply of heaven. Over and over, I hear that there is order in the chaos, and Yahweh is reminding us that that what he is capable of of producing is far greater than anything that we can imagine. Yahweh is forming out of formlessness, and I'm learning that Mem is one of the beings who helps establish this process. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we're all very familiar with this scripture. It says, In the beginning Yahweh created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of Yahweh was hovering over the face of the waters. Then Yahweh said, let there be light. And there was light. And Yahweh saw the light. He saw that it was good and he divided the light from the darkness. So hovering over the face of the waters. Again, I'm coming back to a revelation that Sir Ian Clayton um, had released that I received of. And it's about hovering. Is you release the original unaltered sound that you and I were created to produce our position over the face of the waters reaches the depths. You see, Yahweh didn't have to go into the depths of that which was without form. He was well aware that the release of his sound would draw the life that was within unto himself. So I want to ask, like, why do we feel a need to get involved and join ourselves to a formless situation? I'm learning that my responsibility as a son is to simply resonate the proper frequency and allow creation to respond to me. As the Spirit of Yahweh began to hover over the earth, this is this is from one of uh, Ian Clayton's teachings. Um, as the Spirit of Yahweh began to hover over the earth, it was a mass of turmoil, darkened ice water, and one big mass of destruction because of the darkness that covered it. So Yahweh began to hover over the face of the earth until the darkness came into harmony with the sound of who He is. Yahweh released a frequency and became the ultimate power source. He said, let there be light. Then it was formed and he saw that it was good. Tuning forks with a a major and a minor key clash when they're activated at the same time until the one with lesser power begins to harmonize with one of a greater power. And and I want to just encourage you today to ask yourself, what do we allow to have the greater power? Be cautious because everything else around us involved in our lives will harmonize with it. So as the children of Israel marched around Jericho, they were instructed not to make a sound. Can we just think about the the miraculous, <laughs> you know, feat that was accomplished here of, of them not making a sound, marching around the city for six days. 
Um, because I, you know, I have three boys myself, and everywhere that we go, we create a party. We like to have a good time. We laugh. You can hear us coming. You can hear us going. And so you've got all of Israel, Joshua and all these Israelites marching around, instructed not to make a sound. So I believe that although they weren't releasing a sound, what they were releasing was a frequency. They were allowing their intention to go before for them to set up a transfer of ownership. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 7 through 9 says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. This word purposed can also be translated as intended, and it means to deliberately set in place in the wildest application. So as we are positioned within Yahweh, we not only have redemption and forgiveness, but we're also given wisdom and prudence. And all of the mysteries of Yahweh's will are made known to us because this is His intention. I'm beginning to realize that intention is not the gap between desire and tangibility. Intention is a living being, and her function fulfills the process of alignment. However, she can only be effective when she aligns with the natural frequency of vibration. So family, this day we have an opportunity to walk in a measure of favor that that I have not yet known. I believe that as we continue to progress in the strength of a left, that we are releasing the frequency of our intention, setting up the destruction of the systems that guard what you and I are designed to possess. And when the long blast comes, we are already able and prepared to release our sound. Family, I love you so much. I'm so honored to be a part of this podcast with these incredible men and women of the Spirit. Thank you for your engagement with us, and we just send you forth into an abundance of blessings to you and your household today and look forward to the next time that we're together. Thank you.